What is up and welcome back to Zen Business, the show that studies health and mindfulness habits that ultra high performers use to reach the top of their industry and their craft. I'm your host, Jonathan Maxim, Managing Director at K&J Growth Hackers and founder of five digital companies. We've grown these companies to great levels and created an exciting and fulfilling life for our team members, but the truth is it was much more challenging than we ever could have imagined. All right, now let's jump in. What is up and welcome back to the Zen Business Show. I'm your host, Jonathan, as you know, and today we're gonna talk about mindful money. Now, money is a pretty taboo topic and I think it's a little weird that people aren't more open. Like it's like like sexuality. People like still kind of like dance around it and avoid addressing it straight on. And I've gotten some backlash for that recently from content and stuff that I've been publishing. And to the people who are haters, uh, be my guest to leave. You don't have to listen. Um, but for those of you who are interested in uh, creating a bigger impact through you know, curating a beautiful life and being financially healthy, this show is, is going to be a really interesting one for you. So I'd like to get started by talking about or reading off a negative comment that I got on my Instagram recently. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up here. So basically, I made a post that said, in 2021, knowledge of financing and investing is as important as fitness, family, or spirituality. So basically, the impetus for this is that there are these different components of healthy, right? Like you should be emotionally healthy. You should be spiritually healthy. You should have healthy relationships with your friends and family. And then you should be financially healthy. And this is the comment that I got back. Man, this is so lame. Both the post and all the comments. I mean, no disrespect, but er- and everyone has an opinion and everyone's opinion is valid, but this is just so troubling to me. And it's my opinion, of course. I have a very lucrative career in commodity trading. I made my first investments when I was a teenager through my grandma. I own rental properties and I plan to buy more in the near future. My money is so diversified in so many different vehicles. I want for nothing. And I've Definitely set myself up for financial stability and success for years to come, but none of that really means anything to me. Money means nothing to me. It is literally just the lowest priority in my life. The idea that you can't have a rich and fulfilling and happy life without money is just so foreign to me. I can literally guarantee you that you and everyone else on this post are not going to give a flying fuck about the money y'all made in life when you're dying and your life is coming to an end. None of us are gonna take any of it with us when we're gone. Life and humanity are just about so much more than dollar bills. I still think you're a really cool dude and you're truly inspiring to me and no doubt many others in a myriad of ways, but this is honestly kind of surprising to read and it's just one thing I can't fuck with, just my two cents. I'm gonna read off my reply as well real quick here. Appreciate the thoughtful reply. And as I learn more and earn more, money becomes less and less of a focus. But I think it's easy for someone who's learned to make and keep money to say it doesn't matter. But for someone who wasn't blessed with this or trained in it, a lack of money can be really crippling emotionally and therefore in many aspects of life. So I urge you and people like you to lean into those who aren't as equipped with the skills or money to help them learn and earn and multiply it. I wasn't ever given the tools I wish I had had, so I share this autobiographically. So that was, frankly, I was kind of expecting to get comments like that. And, you know, it's cool to see that the guy is still, you know, inspired by the work and the content that I put out, but 
It just shows you how how much of a stigma there is from having money. Now, it's easy to say when you're, you know, some successful trader who's probably made millions and then you've got, you know, your real estate portfolio and you were, you know, born into money and all that. It's easy to say that money doesn't matter. And I think, you know, you notice that with a lot of rich kids, they end up being artsy or something like that because money means so little to them that they go to other outlets to uh, pursue challenge. So, first I want to say you shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to be financially healthy right? Because healthiness makes you a happier person. And this is a concept that I've kind of drawn in my own mind. But every time I look around, I notice that when things are healthy, they're happiest, whether it's relationships that are healthy, whether it's an individual person who's emotionally healthy, whether it's somebody who's going to the gym and feeling the serotonin and the energy boost that comes from working out physically. Anytime you are feeling healthy, you're generally feeling happy. So an easy way to raise your happiness level is to continue feeling healthy as much as, as often as you can. I mean, we all strive to be spiritually healthy, right? To have a connection with the source or to the deity or whoever you believe in. We all strive to be physically healthy. We go to work out and we go to, you know, do yoga or whatever it is to feel that sense of fulfillment and happiness that comes from being in good shape. And we all strive to be mentally healthy, right? To have healthy relationships, to have socialization, to have alone time, introversion, extroversion, all that stuff. The way that I kind of came to this conclusion that health equals happiness is because one morning I woke up, it was a Friday night and I went to sleep at like nine or 10 p.m. And I woke up at like nine or 10 a.m. the next morning, just like a year ago. And I was feeling so good, I was just like, really well rested, a healthy night of sleep. I went to the gym, I ran a bunch of errands. Going to the gym just amped me up and made me you know, even more energized and happy. And I realized that when my energy was high like that, I was happy. Just walking down the street, saying hello to people, interacting with the cashier, asking her how her day was, things like that. It's all because physically I was healthy in that time. But it's the same way when it comes to relationships that are toxic or when it comes to family members that you're in conflict with, that unhealthiness causes disconnect, right? There is uh, an investment of energy that is not reciprocated. And so then we begin to resent this thing. So if we're striving to be healthy so that we can be happy, why not be healthy financially? We're already doing it spiritually, physically, and mentally. We're on this journey to make those aspects of our life rich and robust and healthy. Why not financially? And then the flip side is, well, if you're not financially healthy, then everything else kind of goes out the window because life is pretty expensive these days. So I want to just hammer home that you should not feel bad about being selfish. You should not feel bad about investing in yourself as opposed to, you know, going out to dinner and socializing because you felt pressured to when in reality you wanted to go and hustle and build your own career or your portfolio. I mean, I can just tell you, actually, a guy in my company who just got promoted told me the other day that his friends are making him feel bad about not going out and partying with them. That's one of the first symptoms that I see when somebody goes to work on themselves and their business and their portfolio and their happiness. That's one of the first things that happens is your close friends will start trolling you for it. They'll say, how come you never kick it with us anymore? Or you're always doing this, or you never want to come out anymore. So that's what makes entrepreneurship and, and any kind of big pursuit tough because your family and friends are generally the ones who troll you first. They're the ones who make you feel bad about it. 
Oftentimes it's out of envy or selfishness because they want you to be hanging out with them and not hanging out with yourself and maybe producing something. So I just urge you to, to journal about this and think about it because it's like when you strip away all of the external factors that are distracting you from focusing on what you really want to do, then the truth typically is I would prefer to be working on something bigger than myself. But we have so many distractions and friends and family, you know, redirecting our attention that we end up appeasing them. And I'm here to say that if you want to become a millionaire, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Money is like alcohol or drugs or anything else. You have a lot of it and it amplifies who you already are. So if you're a good person, if you're a humble person now, you're not going to necessarily become somebody different when you have money. In fact, if you're a good person now, you will augment and amplify that good when you earn more money because you'll give more, you'll tip higher. Like one of the things that my friend told me he started doing during the pandemic was he just started doubling the tips that he gives to all the drivers from Postmates because he orders from Postmates a lot. And it really made me think, I was like, wow, that's, that's a really noble move. Like there's no recognition that comes from outside sources when you're giving good tips to like delivery drivers and stuff. But that's the kind of thing that people do when they earn money, right? So it is a, a tool to make you a, a better person if you already have that foundation. Now, we've talked about foundations in a different episode, so I'm not gonna go deep on them here, but if you haven't looked into the other episodes that talk about this, I really recommend listening to the How to Build a Badass Financial Portfolio, How to Use Mindfulness Techniques to Close More Deals. Also, there's another good one on the Biohackers Handbook when it comes to goal setting and things like that and getting physically healthy. So there's some other episodes that will kind of lay a better groundwork for this new pursuit that you may take on. But for now, let's talk about three to four practical ways to make a million dollars. Now, it seems unreachable for a lot of people, right? When I was, I don't know, in my late 20s, I was working professionally. I was making 100 grand a year with a 20 grand bonus. My take home was $4,800 a month and my lifestyle cost me about three, $4,000 at the time. So at maximum, I would have been saving like, you know, a thousand bucks a month. It's going to take a long time to save up a million dollars, saving a thousand dollars per month. And that can make us kind of avoid taking on this bigger pursuit. But I'm going to show you some practical ways to go from that to actually, you know, having a seven figure portfolio liquid, right? Like in cash. Before I jump into this, why would we want to become a millionaire? There's a few different reasons why people would do it. Um, for myself, I just don't want to have to worry about money and I want to do the things that I want to do when I want to do them. So I want to give myself enough of a financial backing that I can do that stuff without feeling guilt or remorse or fear. So that's personally why I do it. And I also think that I can make a much more massive impact when I have more money to put behind it. And I've, you know, I've done a lot of philanthropic stuff. I've started a lot of companies and these are all things that kind of contribute to society. So I want to keep magnifying that. But from a purely financial perspective, why would you want to earn a million dollars? Well, I've thought about this a lot. I got some from Money Master the Game uh, by Tony Robbins, that great book that I mentioned in the last episode. But once you have a million dollar investment portfolio, if this portfolio is making 10% per year, you're going to take home 100 grand a year in just investment returns. And even if you were to take all of those investment returns as they come back out of that portfolio, or maybe at the end of the year, to use it as your quote unquote salary for the year, you'd be sitting with $100,000 a year in just investment returns. 
So in theory, you can stop working. Now, I think we all dream about that, how realistic it is that we stop working and just start enjoying it to the, you know, nth degree or, you know, living off that $100,000 and never having to work again. It does sound interesting, but the truth is, is that we all yearn challenge. Um, and so a lot of people that have, have observed who have made that money, which a lot of them have, they want to continue pursuing. Either way, at the end of the day, if you do it just for the sole purpose of stopping doing what you don't like doing, so stopping a job that you don't like, this could be your break-free method, right? This could be the way that you say, okay, bye, I'm gone. You know, no more 60 hours a week doing bullshit that I don't like, commuting an hour to a place that I don't want to go. If nothing else, getting to a million dollar investment portfolio will build a bridge between here and where you want to get bigger picture in life. Here are the ways that I recommend it. Now, the way I've built my wealth uh, is through all kinds of different channels. So, you know, that includes like crypto investing, angel and investing that includes like starting my own companies, doing partnerships, having revenue shares, stuff like that. So it's come from all different sources, but these are the three most effective ways. If I could go back and do it all again, here's the way that I would take. The first one would be start a side hustle, right? The average e-commerce store built on Shopify after one year is making an approximate $1,500 back per month, right? So $1,500 a month, you build it up for a year. You can do this outside of your work hours, or maybe you can blend some of your work hours. But by doing that, you can easily bring in $1,500 per month. Now, the first company that I started via fitness, which is an app, I worked on it in the night times, right? Sunday afternoons, Saturday mornings, all the weeknights, I would you know work until like 7, 8 p.m. or later. But that same ethic, was all happening when I was working at Comcast. So I was working, you know, 50 hour weeks at Comcast and it was pretty intense work. So if I can do it, you can do it. You know, I don't have any more natural disposition to, to intelligence or business than anybody else. In fact, I'm a creative deep down. So business is actually a bit more challenging for me, I would say, given some of my disabilities, but that's one way to do it, right? There's a ton of courses out there on how to start a Shopify company and it works. Obviously, you have to commit to it. I would commit to it for five years, not one year. But in one year, if you're really committed, I could easily see somebody making $1,500 back per month. Now, that will get you a good part of the way of where you want to go here. The second would be use the money that you saved up to invest it into a company, right? So you could invest it into the Shopify store or you could do Amazon and Walmart automation. Now, I've recently you know, come deep into this business. I have an Amazon store myself. It makes great returns and it cost me, it cost me a little bit more than 20 grand to do, but now it generates consistent revenue per month. A healthy Amazon or Walmart store after nine months being managed by a professional company, if they're in good shape, they're typically making over 10 grand per month in take home. 10 grand a month with something that is being managed by somebody else, not requiring your personal time, that could very easily get you there right? Now I'm going to do some of the math on a little bit, but I just want to cover these different ideas. So the first is build your own brand on Shopify, something you do on your off time, use the money that you make from work, invest it in the company, you know, nice brand, nice marketing, things like that. And then the second would be pay somebody else to do it for you and have them set up an Amazon automation store. These are becoming super popular now. A lot of my friends who you know, are making it well financially, they're doing it. And the third way is to have your money make money for you after hours. Invest it. 
So stocks, crypto, things like that are all viable methods for building accumulating wealth, right? Something that's going to compound over time. But I want to tell you a quick story about this. There's somebody that I know who's about 23 years old. He makes 15 bucks an hour. He lives in the Midwest and he assembles circuit boards for a living. Nothing crazy in terms of a career. He hasn't really started the career that he wants to do, but he was saving up his money and investing it into crypto. Now he started four years ago. Little by little, he saved up his 20 grand and then he invested that. After four years, I found out yesterday that his portfolio, which is $20,000, is now worth $100,000. The guy's 23 years old. So he spends his time after work learning to trade, observing the charts, investing his money. And one of the things that he does is he just buys and holds. So he, he bought things like Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff like that and just left them, right? He didn't tinker with them. Well, in the last four years, Bitcoin and Ethereum have moved a lot and they're going to continue moving a lot. So just by the sheer fact of him investing it into crypto and being patient, not selling it, which I've been guilty of doing, he brought home 5x on his money. So you don't have to have a huge portfolio and you can take, you know, your savings. Most people in their late 20s are going to have something like, you know, somewhere between like 20 and 100 grand saved up. If you got your 20 grand saved up, you could easily turn that into a 100 grand. A couple more of those, right? Like four more years, that similar performance, he'd be looking at 750 to a million and take home after that. So once we kind of like do the math and like break it out as like a pro forma or like a step-by-step -step schedule, it becomes much more plausible. So let's say that you're in your 20s and you want to become a millionaire by your 30s. I put together like a little calculator of how we can get there using these three methodologies. Shopify, $1,500 a month for the first year or the second year, you know, after a year of running it. Walmart and Amazon automation, you would make, say, ten grand a month or, you know, trading 5X your portfolio. Not even just trading, just investing and not keeping that money in cash. So here's how the calculator went down. If you have $20,000 and your side hustle after, say, six months a year is taking home $4,000 a month, that would be something like the Walmart or Amazon automation store or maybe investing. And you're making a rate of return of 12%. If you're in an aggressive portfolio, that should be no problem. Vanguard takes home about 12 to 14% per year. After 10 years, starting with $20,000 and investing 4,000 monthly, you'll have just under a million dollars, $986,162. Not that far off, right? Putting a little bit of cash in each month and saving it and then investing it. So if you did a Shopify store, you could imagine that after two years, you're probably taking home about $3,000 a month in sales or revenue. Amazon automation, you could easily get $4,000 a month in profit from that. Or from trading, you could easily, you know, be making a few thousand dollars a month. You know, you got a, a $20,000 portfolio, make a few good trades and you've got, you know, thousand, two thousand bucks. So another important thing to consider here is that this is all just on a linear schedule, but the thing is, is that humans accumulate knowledge and get better faster. Let me give you an example. When I was younger, it took me three years to save up $125,000. Now, after I saved up that money, I wanted to invest it, right? Well, I got an opportunity to invest in a company. I invested $125,000. 
And then I felt this huge void after because I had no cash left in my bank at the time. I mean, I had a little bit, but nothing like, you know, that money I had just saved up. In the three months following that, I had saved up $75,000. So it took me three years to save up initially. I did in three months after the fact. So it shows you the relative growth from compounding return on your investments in yourself, but also financially and through business. So what took me three years now, in three months, I had three quarters of it. So what took me three years, I can now make in four months. The trend line isn't just going like this, it's going like this, right? It's hockey sticking upward. And that's how investments work, right? Whether it's financially or investments in your brain and in your, in your intelligence, you'll compound your returns on yourself and on your money. So back to the equation, if we just did pure linear investing and you didn't get any better over the next 10 years, you would have a million dollars investing four grand a month. Now, if you're you know, already making 10 grand a month, say you're a doctor or something like that, it's very plausible that you save four grand a month, right? Uh, if not, you can take on a side hustle. I mean, there's other options beyond just Shopify and Walmart and Amazon or investing and trading. You can also do consulting. Consulting is a high ticket thing. You know, I've, I made my main book doing consulting, doing marketing consulting. And to make two or 4,000 bucks a month is completely realistic. You know, at K&J, you can't even get started with our company for under $5,000 per month. So if you're a marketing consultant, in theory, you should be able to bring on two clients and be making five grand a month or more. So all those things considered, even with this very simple linear model, if you start today and you're 23 years old, by 33, you'll have a million in cash just by following that schedule. But the truth is, you're probably gonna have like 2 million in cash because you're gonna get smarter, faster, and better at making money. And your money is gonna continue to make money on itself when it's invested. And that growth curve will just dramatically rise vertically. Another funny thing to think about here is that if you invest 20 grand your savings, and then you invest your four grand a month at scale, you know, maybe not doing that at first, you will have made close to a million dollars off of your 20K savings plus little monthly investments or big monthly investments. But the interesting part is that half of that will be from investment returns. 480,000 will be from just pure interest. So that's where we start to make big leaps financially. And you can take any realm of your expertise it doesn't have to be something common like sales and marketing or crypto or whatever. Everybody has a unique skill set, right? That's why you have a job. That's what you get paid for. So you can go and do consulting for that. You can start companies in it. Maybe you have hobby interests. You can turn those into financial engines. But the truth is that everybody can do it. Even this, you know, 20 something year old kid who doesn't have a college degree works some job that pays him 15 bucks an hour. And now he's well on his way. I would say in the next four to five years, he'll have multiplied his portfolio to seven figures. So it's, it's much more attainable and doable than people think. And when we get to that angle, one, you'll realize that the end is not near as much fun as the journey. But two, you're probably not going to want to stop. You're probably going to want to keep hustling and growing. But most importantly, out of all of this, you will find a sense of self-worth going through this process of teaching yourself, learning, producing, hitting goals, missing goals, all of that will be, create such a well-rounded person because you'll have dealt with so many negotiations along the way. You'll have 
you know, had so many heartbreaking moments, so many backbreaking moments. And at the end of it, you're going to be a better person. And therefore, when you have money and you amplify who you are, you're going to become exponentially a better person. So I know there's obviously a, a dark side to all of this, right? Like people can get involved in the wrong things. They can start partying, maybe using drugs and alcohol or hanging out with the wrong people or simply being greedy or wasting their money. There's a lot of stupid things people can do with money. And I'm not here to say that money is good. I'm here to say, use it for good. Learn how to make it good and then use it for good. And there are a hundred different ways that you can get there off the top of your head right now. So why not try taking one on, right? We're at a, a really pivotal time in society where the, the stock market is just booming and business is really pumping blood and everyone seems to have money right now. It's a perfect time to take risks and invest. So I urge you to engage with this more, right? Lean into it, see what you can do to become more financially healthy not living from a place of fear financially. We don't want to live from a place of fear in our relationships or social interactions. We shouldn't be doing it financially either. This is an aspect of a well-rounded personality. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please do share it out, tweet it, DM it to somebody, whatever. Help us empower more people to become financially adept and healthy and therefore happy from having all the different aspects of their life under control and in a place of power. So I'll see you next Monday. Thanks again for listening. Talk soon. Ciao.